Uh, today on the Callahan Podcast, step back, Nick Cannon. Uh, I'd like you to meet uh, Monica Cannon Grant, the campaign coordinator for Ayanna Presley, a prominent member of Congress, had some of the most vile, racist things to say. We got the sound and we got the full report from Turtle Boy. And we'll ask the question, is anyone going to cover this? Anyone besides Turtle Boy, who had a busy weekend, the Turtle Man was feuding with the uh, Minifans and the Stoolies, as only he can. Also, Jamel Hill's mother's a racist. Can you believe it? And Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick got fired by NBC for saying uh, nothing, nothing by today's standards. And he's suing. And uh, you won't believe what he's suing for. We'll give you all the details on that and much, much more on today's Callahan podcast presented, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Uh, why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balances, and no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees. Zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Well, as I predicted uh, two, three months ago, you know, I was listing the people, the things that were really going to uh, benefit from the lockdown, from the panic and you know, the usual things like Netflix and, you know, uh, Diamond or DoorDash and all the uh, Uber Eats and uh, Fox News and all the things that would benefit. I mentioned Turtle Boy, of course. And I said, Turtle Boy, this is in your wheelhouse, this whole atmosphere this climate in the country right in your wheelhouse and i predicted you'd be breaking stories left and right and and you have not let me down the and and the thing i like is when you break a story and i know i can i could feel that newspapers the globe of course but also the herald the local papers the tv stations i could feel them saying we better not go there and it's a great this in this case we'll get to the details it's a great story and it amazes me in this day and age that just that weird Worcester blogger will go near it. Everyone else will run. And if you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? You should be following Turtle Boy on on Twitter. You should be reading the tbdailynews.com. Does I have that right? tbdailynews.com. That's correct, sir. Uh, and keep it up with the latest. This one, though, is amazing. I have a feeling, I have a feeling in this case, Turtle Man, that you may go national at some maybe Tucker, at least, at least Howie. Newsmax, they're going to be picking up on this because it has sound. It has real people, uh, people involved here who are on board, like Liz yeah. Warren and Joe Kennedy. Some most, yeah, some of the most well-known and established yes. politicians in the country, really. Uh, let's get to it. Her name is Monica Cannon Grant. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to TB um, uh, Turtle Boys uh, weekend of uh, feuding with the Minifans and. Uh, Fighting with what's her name, Kate Barstool. Yeah, Kate, yeah, Kate from Barstool. She's taking on the Barstool Empire. Turtle Boy, the lone, the, the weird little Worcester bloggers taking on the Barstool Empire when he's not bringing down local politicians. I guess you'd call her that activist, agitator, Monica Cannon Grant. Mm -hmm. Title is coordinator, 
uh, campaign coordinator for Ayanna Presley. Ayanna Presley, if you're not aware, is one of the 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 squad. She's Ringo. She's the l- lesser known, least known of the uh, squad of the squadron. She's uh, you know run. Uh, she's she hangs with AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Elon uh, Omar, and she's my congressperson. Well, Ayanna Presley's campaign coordinator. We know at least locally. We know Ayanna Presley is a complete crazed radical left winger hates cops you know hates hates uh, republicans hates hates everybody she's a she's a she wants to defund the police i mean defund the police she wants to open the borders all the usual radical bullet points she believes in them all well her campaign coordinator also thinks she should get your vote because her opponent likes to ride white penis. Do I have yeah, that right? That's a direct quote. Direct us. quote. Direct yes. quote. Her opponent uh, rides, I guess that's uh, slang for, uh, is married to a white man? Married to a white man. Now, this this woman also initially did not endorse Rachel Rollins for the same reason, because Rachel Rollins, actually, her father's white. And this woman is not a fan, Jerry, of interracial Mixing, not a fan. This woman, not, not a fan, doesn't yeah. want to mix mix races. This yeah. is a campaign coordinator for Ayanna Presley. We'll play the sound, and she not only pointed out that um, Ayanna's Ayanna's uh, opponent. What's her name? Of the opponent, Rayla Campbell. Rayla Campbell uh, yeah. rides white penis, but she um, her supporters. They're, they're almost like. They're almost like minifans or turtle riders. They do her her fighting for her and they harassed this woman and forced her and her white husband and her mixed race children out of their home. Do I have that right? That's correct. They could not come on the live show. She was supposed to come on the live show Saturday night, but she couldn't because she had to relocate. What were they? How were they harassing her? Just so I know, like, how were they like coming to the house and oh, like mess? She's like, when I go out in public, people say comments to me like that. Like Monica Cannon Grant has a lot of. Uh, pull in that area. Uh, she's kind of made herself the de facto leader of, of Black Lives Matter. Every time there's a march in Boston, you know, 50,000 deep, she's there at the front with the megaphone saying, pay black women, particularly her. It's just a way she makes money. Every time she sees a black guy killed on TV, she just thinks, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I'm going to capitalize off this one. I have a big expose, Jerry, on her coming this week. So stay tuned for that. And you you told us something before we started uh, taping this that she uh, said she was in fear for her life and needed to move out of the what the apartment she lives in in Roxbury. Do I have that right? Yes, that's correct. And so she started a GoFundMe so people could help with her moving expenses. She raves raised ten thousand dollars, which always amazes me. Who the hell is yeah. who the hell is breaking out their credit card and donating to that cause? But anyway, she did it. Good for her. Only one problem. She never moved. Never moved. As we're going to see, we got a lot of stories like that coming up about Monica Cannon Grant. Also, for a peace activist, her son is a well-known gang member. Uh, we have a fun, we have an interesting rap video that we're going to be showing about him too. Quite Very good. Now listen. Can we now listen to Monica Cannon Grant, camp- yeah. Cannon Grant, campaign coordinator for Ayanna Presley and friend of all the powerful people in in Boston, in Massachusetts, in New England, and again, including Elizabeth Warren and Joe Kennedy and Marty Walsh, and you name it, they bow to Monica Cannon Grant, who thinks Ayanna Presley's opponent should be uh, should be defeated 
because she likes to ride white penis. Her husband's white, that's correct. Keep your fucking hands off. And then there's Pepper running against Ayanna Presley. This one here with the white husband. At some point, we're going to have to have a conversation with black folks who get in a relationship with white folks and then forget that they black. We're going to have to have that conversation. And I know it's going to fuck with y'all nerves. It's going to be uncomfortable. But we're going to have to have that conversation because if white vagina and white penises jeopardize your melanin, then we need you to sit in the back of the classroom and this ain't your part of the show and you don't get to talk right now. And so you practice some self-love, know your history, and realize where the fuck you came from. This ain't your part of the show. We need you to sit in the back. I need all the people that understand what it is to wake up black, regardless of how many educated gang symbols you have at the end of your name, regardless of how close in proximity you are to white supremacy, regardless of how many white penises you ride. And I ain't mad at you, sis, because if you ride in that motherfucker for a credit score, get you that house, boo. Get your 40 acres in your mule. Just don't forget that you're a nigga. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the campaign coordinator for Ayanna Presley. Uh, Ayanna Presley, member of the squad, prominent member of Congress. Not you know, the most most prominent, but uh, very outspoken. Never, never misses an opportunity to take a shot at Trump or any Trump supporter or anyone, anyone to the to the right of her. But this is a. Where did you find this, Turtle Boy? Where did you come up with this? Uh, well, this I've been following Monica Cannon Grant for a few years now. I've written about her several times in the past. This is just kind of what she does. Uh, her and this other woman named Didi Delgado, uh, they have like a reparations thing. They've built quite a grift for themselves. Uh, they force white women from Winchester and, and these outlying suburbs to literally pay them reparations once a week. They, they're and they, and they do it. I mean, people literally open up their checkbooks because that's how these we you have these wealthy white people with expendable income and loads of white guilt. And these people just see them. You know, Monica Grant kind of Grant sees them and she's like, "Oh, I can. They can pay me. I can. I can make a living off of them." And you know, that's her hustle. This is America, I guess, good for her. But I'm they here to pay her weekly. They pay reparations weekly, like it's a yes. No, it's called Pay Black Women Friday. That's what they call it. <laughs> and like, it, isn't gonna, it sounds like satire, right? This is real. Yes, this is like freaking real. I, I have to say, if, if she was on that Nick Cannon Wild and Out show, that credit score line, that would have been the greatest line in the history of the show, though. That, yeah. one, that was pretty- I mean, that was the most underrated racist part about that rant was the credit score comment because it assumes that the only reason a black woman would be interested in a white man is because she has bad credit and because she's black, she has bad credit. I mean... What the? I mean, so not only is she associated with Diana Presley in, 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 you know, campaign organized for her, she's actually sought out as a valuable endorsement. Joe Kennedy literally courted her. There's a video in which he talks about how he went to Roxbury, did a slum sociable with her, walked all around. She showed her, you know, he, she showed him the place and, you know, she endorsed him or he endorsed she endorsed him because of that, and he bragged about it. He puts it up. He's like, I have the endorsement of Monica Cannon Grant. That's something he valued. It's insane. I'm looking I'm looking now at your list uh, that you compiled of people who have openly endorsed this woman. This woman, yep. again, that you just heard from, that's just one of her many racist rants. Joe Kennedy's top of the list, Ed Markey, Ayanna Presley, obviously. Rachel well, not Ed Markey. She attacks Ed Markey. I, I, want, I want people to contact Ed Markey to let him, so he can use that as fuel for his campaign. But go ahead. 
uh, Elizabeth Warren, Maura Healy, Marty Walsh, Deval Patrick, the Boston Celtics. That's an interesting yeah. one. He's a hero. Uh, and then a, a bunch of media people, Shirley Leung from the Boston Globe. Haven't heard, uh, heard. Well, I just throw her in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and all the people at GBH, Jim Browdy and, and all those folks and all kinds of lesser known politicians have endorsed her, have sought her out looking for her blessing or looking for endorsement. And you just heard from her. Uh, she's, you know, she's a lunatic and a racist. And <laughs> I don't know that, uh, I know playing this game gets tiresome, but can you imagine? Let's play the can you imagine game if this went the other way? If this were a white person talking about a black person, I mean, a white person marrying someone uh, African American, oh, I don't know, like Bill de Blasio, say. It said Bill de Blasio was, uh, you know, riding whatever. Uh, yeah, that was China. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, doesn't understand his history because he's uh, marrying a woman of a different race. Can you imagine if someone said that they would be gone? They would be done. They would be, they'd, they'd be, they would incinerate before our eyes. Just they'd eviscerate before our eyes. They'd be gone. You would never find the body. You'd never be able to identify the body if you did. I mean, it, 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 their life would be over. Mm-hmm. In this case, you, uh, uh, Colinane, and you reached out to a number of these people, a number of these folks who have uh, openly endorsed this woman, and none of them have responded. Somebody, I don't even know who the hell got back to you, Colinane. Would you, would you get back to that? <laughs> <laughs> no. How would you respond to that? I, I, I can't blame any of those people. Well, you know, you know why they're not going to have to unless, unless an, you know, a, a more established media out like they can afford to ignore Turtle Boy. Charlie Baker ignored Turtle Boy with the, the Trooper Gate stuff for a long time, and then when the Boston Globe reported on it, then all of a sudden he he can't ignore it, right? Even though right. I arguably have just as big a following as them or whatever. But he can just say, well, it's Turtle Boy. I can pretend I didn't see that. Correct. They so just said- that's where the rest of the media is supposed to come in. Where is the Boston Herald on this one? It's been three days since I reported this. Where are they? This seems like a relevant story. Do they not like clicks? Do they not understand that this is a, you know, kind of a contentious issue that will draw people to their website? Why are they it's not? A, it, it's a question that I, I don't know the answer to, and it bugs me to no end. It used to be the Herald used to be a tabloid. It used to be. Uh, there to cover, to break stories that the Globe refused to cover. We know the Globe is not a newspaper anymore. And this would be just another example. They will not cover it. Hell, their own, their own editor columnist, uh, has endorsed this woman. They won't cover it. They will cover for her. You know, as, as somebody said, the Globe is there to cover the news with a pillow until it stops moving. That's yeah. what they do. They will kill this story as best they can. They will uh, discredit you for covering it. There will be no legitimate coverage. I don't know. I don't understand the inner workings at the Herald. We've talked to Shattuck about it. He used to be involved. They, uh, they're they afraid of being sued. They're afraid of crossing the globe. I think they've reached some agreement with the globe where they will not go after them, except for Howie. I mean, they will not challenge the globe. It's sad. This is well, a great yeah, news story. In the politi- it's polit- it's got po- politics. It's got yeah. race. I mean, it, it's got sexism. This is a great news story. They will not touch it. They don't cover the news. They, they, I mean, I, I'm tired of people even referring to the Boston Globe as a newspaper. It is not. It is, it is the, the, you know, the PR wing of the Democrat Party, the PR wing of the far left. That's why John Henry bought it. He didn't buy it to cover news. He bought it to 
cover up news like news about oh, like oh i don't know pedophiles in the in the clubhouse you know that you're not going to get the news if you waste your money on the boston globe you're just going to get you know the the, the talking points you're going to get the agenda of the far left and in this case this is a hard left far left radical blm uh spokesperson and she doesn't have to worry about a damn thing. Except now, for the- in, in fairness, though, the, the Boston Globe is a private entity, so they can do what they want. If you search her name, the amount of the amount of uh, search results on Google that come up that she was a guest on WGBH's Boston Public Radio or that she was a guest on whatever, she is one of the main go tos for something that we are funding. <laughs> but, 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 but see, you're, you're right about that. You're right. It's crazy. But that's, you know, NPR, that's public radio, public TV. They're a scam. They're a grift. Uh, this, if you, in your, but you're wrong about the newspaper. Newspapers, that's the only profession expressly protected in the Bill of Rights. I mean, they, it's not just a private business. They have special access to things. They're supposed to be covering the news. And, and I mean, the idea of them covering the news objectively is long since, since gone. But, but I mean, the globe gets, they'll get tax breaks because they're supposed to be a news outlet, a news, uh, breaking entity. They're not. I mean, in this case, you'll write about it every day, Turtle Boy. There is zero chance the globe will cover it. Zero. They know That's about great. it now because they, make you, but they will never ever touch it. You underestimate the power of turtle riders. Uh, we're going to start a campaign once I get the email list and I'm going to put a database together um, and I'm going to do a nice little form letter people can send out. Once they get thousands of emails in their inbox demanding answers to this, then they're going to answer to it. Then they're going to say something right. because people are going to be pissed about this. One. Okay, we'll bet. We'll bet. I will bet you a, a nice Shea Concrete hat versus that one of those nice Turtle Boy hats that you're wearing right now. These are I like that hat. Yeah. I know I'm I'm big spender, high roller, but I'll bet you this hat Against that hat, not this one, but I don't a, like a, my you're... Tails, to be honest. What? I, I don't like my. I I was going for the dark horse there, Jerry. I need odds on that one. I need like <laughs> you know, plus four hundred. There's this this woman could uh you know she could uh, attack physically attack the uh, opponent for Ayanna Presley and the globe won't touch it. This is the great example of uh, uh of a story a person that exposes them for what they are they won't touch this they haven't touched it they know all about it they read you they've heard this sound editors there shuli leung who is an absolute joke of a journalist we know that she's not she's an advocate she's an activist she knows that this story exists they will go out of their way to cover it up because it. they know who Dr. Grant is at that newspaper. They've written glowingly about her several times. She writes op-eds. She's basically <laughs> an employee. Like they, they're very familiar with this woman. And then all of a sudden, she just does this terribly. They don't want to cover it because they know that, oh, man, we've been giving this. We've been legitimizing this woman. And it was right. all out there the whole time. It's a, and it's like with the Dershowitz thing. Alan Dershowitz, Colonnade's buddy, wrote. She, he was on the payroll for the Boston Globe. And the Boston Globe would cover the Epstein thing and like not mention that Dershowitz was a dear friend of Epstein and went to his house, his mansion uh, in Palm Beach for a massage, a house that has got pictures of naked teenage girls all over the walls. And Dershowitz said he just went for a massage. And somehow that was not news to the Boston Globe. They continued to to pay Dershowitz to write for them. So this woman wrote for the Globe, got paid to write for the Globe. This woman... I don't know if she got paid, but she wrote op-eds recently. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess she got paid. This woman who freely uses the N-word, who accuses 
Ayanna Presley's opponent of riding white penis. Well, she's and, got, in fairness, she's got quite the grift going on. It's, it's actually almost very impressive because she's not talented. She's not skilled. She's lazy. And she's managed to find a way to use the racism industrial complex to make a nice living for herself, comfortable living. Uh, and I mean, she's not paying taxes. I'm sure she's like her, her um, her uh, nonprofit is not registered with the Mass Attorney General's office, as we're going to see. So she's not doing any of that stuff. Uh, so she's doing quite well for herself. And I almost ha- appreciate the hustle because she, like Marty Walsh does not like her. Marty Walsh is, you know, he's a liberal, but he's not a lunatic liberal. He's an old school Boston Irish liberal, like one, a pandering idiot. No, he is not. Where'd you come up with that idea? He thanked when the looters looted, you know, that night, the first night in Boston. It was only a couple nights. He thanked them for coming. He Does agreed Marty, to Walsh Medicare for all. Does Marty Walsh want Medicare for all and a Green New Deal? No, he doesn't. That's what I mean. That's the lunatic fringe, the people that s- subscribe to that stuff. He's mo- he's hated in the part like on the left, like they're trying to bring him over that way. But he's more in the Biden, quote unquote, moderate. We know they're not really moderate at all. But as far as they're concerned, no moderate moderate. Democrats. Like, no like, you know what I'm saying? So Marty doesn't like her. Because she's a freaking lunatic, but she knows how to scare him. Like she called him a motherfucker like thirty times, and he he literally called her and he said, "Can you stop calling me a motherfucker? I'll give you whatever you want." And she gave him a four thousand square foot building. Shut her up. When was that? When did he call her? <laughs> this was in February. She actually had his. I have an interview I'm going to post about her in which she literally says, "Oh yeah, Marty called me and he's like, can you stop calling me a motherfucker?'" <laughs> but she has their ear. <laughs> and did did she stop or did she double down? Yeah, she's taking well after she got that building in February, she's been very not as critical of Marty Walsh, almost as if she's a huge sellout. Right. And uh she, any any accounting for that ten grand she got to move when she didn't oh, move? There's a lot more money than ten grand, Jerry, we're gonna see. But no, there has been no accounting anything because it's not registered with the attorney general's office. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. I got Dave McDonough back with me because today's a great day. We're changing up the guide. And it's not just any guide. I remember in our old radio days, Dave, we gave away the Mid-Year Outlook reports. And that's what we're doing today. Tell me what's inside the Mid-Year Outlook reports. We gave away thousands on the radio. And I have to assume, I'm just going to be honest, I know we have more listeners to this show than we're listening to that show. No disrespect. We're going to give away thousands. Well, David, who doesn't want the crystal ball to where the market's going to be in six months? You know, I'm being a bit facetious, but I'll say this to you. What the report does do, it tells you where we are mid-year, how we got here, where we believe we're going to be at the end of the year, and how we're going to get there. So who doesn't need that where they come to financial planning and investment planning right now? I mean, there's four or five stocks out there, Dave, that are making the market move. Do you want to be a chaser or do you want to be there before the market gets there? And part of putting out this mid-year outlook is getting our clients and our listeners there before everybody else. All right. You heard the man. I can't say it any better than that. You got to get your hands on the 2020 mid-year outlook report. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's the same website we've been telling you this entire time. Or you can click the link in our show notes. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. We're going to give away thousands. I know it because it's such a popular guide. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Member FINRA, SIPC. Is there more sound we want to play here, Dave? Obviously, that was the most incendiary. That's the uh, that's the one that will get the attention of somebody, Turtle Boy. I don't know if it'll be uh, you know Hannity or uh, or or, uh, or Tucker or or, or Howie. The Daily Wire guys, you know, they're usually on. Daily this Wire, <clears throat> right? Get, my, get our guy Matt Walsh 
that Daily Wire might pick up. Someone's going to pick up on it, Turtle Boy, but it will not be the Boston media, sadly. But uh, her, her hear some more from Monica Cannon-Grant. Yeah, I mean, we could play her original video because her apology, and Turtle Boy wrote about this too. It's 40 minutes long. Well, not apology video, but it's 40 minutes long of her just playing the victim the entire time. And then just admitting, just like Turtle Boy says, every time every time something comes out about her, she gets the donation. So this is this is her saying how she wins every time something like this happens. Every time that they create these campaigns to try to community and I'm a success, I win. Every time that they create these campaigns to try to degrade, disrespect, and devalue me, God blesses me. Another grant comes. Another partner comes. Another supporter comes. So I'm starting to believe <laughs> so deep. She's a deep thinker, this one. I'm starting to believe that the prerequisite to my blessing is to go through this little bit. <laughs> she's a soldier. I what mean, that? You go, like, she's acting like she's Jesus Christ, like literally going through like a crucifixion. Like, this is my penance, um, but I'm going to stay strong to the cause. I'm going to stay strong. I'm not going to let these guys who literally just clipped something I said and posted it. I'm not going to let them take me down. Oh, no. This re she refers to me as a white supremacist like a bunch of times, just throws it out there because everybody, she knows how to play the game. Everybody who disagrees with you is a white supremacist. Yell really loud, scare white women from Winchester into paying you. And that's the grift. Well, uh, well, yeah, and you got picture. You got a picture of her with uh, Joe Kennedy. They're both fighting over Joe Kennedy, Ed Markey, as they uh, as they uh, take each other, go at each other for uh, that Senate seat. But um, I'm looking at her right now and uh, looking at the list. It's incredible. We'll find out if any of them get back to us or you. I doubt it. You know, maybe one of the lesser lights, maybe uh, someone from GBH will get back to you. But I doubt it. And she, he, she's like the whole problem with everything here. You know what? could say whatever she wants she doesn't really have to apologize she they are so afraid of her they are so all these politicians are so afraid of what she can do what her followers can do to them that they will say nothing about this 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 vile rant about white penis and white vagina using the n-word and everything else and it's she can do nothing nothing wrong she can say nothing wrong do nothing wrong according to them they say they say that black people can't be racist towards white people but surely she can be racist towards a black woman, right? I mean, that's what she was doing. She's attacking a woman of color. And it just shows you that, Jerry, this really, none of this has anything to do with race. Like the, the race was never what was looking to be protected. What's, what's always been protected above all else is liberalism and Democrats. Like that's like, you are, you're a black, you're you and you're a Republican. You're useless to them. Useless. It is amazing. I mean, I know she's going to win. Ayanna's going to win. Ayanna's yeah. going nowhere. She's going to be a congresswoman as long as she wants to be. And this woman will be by her side. And it, 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 it can't be the majority. They can't, the majority can't agree with Ayanna Presley. And I know that's not how it works. I know, you know, you don't pull every person in Massachusetts and say, do you want to defund the cops? You know, do you want to open the border? Do you want to, uh, uh, whatever the, the, the latest, uh, you know, the latest uh, campaign uh, agenda uh, item is on her list. People can't agree with this lunatic. They can't. No. Well, you you know, know what the scary part is 10, 10 years from now, you know who our two United States senators are going to be in the state? Uh, one will be Ayanna Presley, I guess. Uh, the other, other will be Rachel Rollins. 
Joe Kennedy. Those are going to be our two. Oh, Joe Kennedy, of course, Again, he's going nowhere. For a long time because they're both young. So get used to those two. Uh, and they can't ever go, you know, national. They'll never be, uh, never they'll be never president. Be president. They'll never be in the cabinet. They'll stay there forever. Yeah. Um, uh, you're right. It, it, that is scary to think we, if she becomes senator, she, we would have the most, you know, the most liberal senator in, in, in we, already do. we already do. We have Elizabeth Warren. That's a good so, point. But like, she's that's, it's like, like, you know, a, a few years ago, remember with Stephen Lynch is our quote unquote moderate congressman in the state, right? He ran against Ed Markey in the primary in what was that? 2014 got steamrolled, like had no chance. We, the, the left, the Democrats are going to nominate their most radical person for the Senate. They, they did it with Elizabeth Warren. And they're going to win. That's what and they, they get. You know, the teachers will back them and the, you know, the academics, so all the academics will back them. And, you know, all the, the phony, whatever, uh, religious leaders will back them. And it's just this big machine. Of course, the globe, as we know, you can't be too radical for the globe. But uh, it is remarkable. The double standard is amazing. If someone else did that, if I don't know, Steve King, who's now been defeated in Iowa, if his campaign manager said that or. If I don't know, let's come up with some Matt Gates campaign manager Dr. said that Carlson's writer, Tucker you know. Carlson's writer, you know, did say it wasn't as vile as that. But, yeah. you know, he did say uh, right racist things and he was gone that minute. He was gone. Never to be well, heard from again. Liberal media is all over it. They get on. Liberals are so much better at this game, Jerry. They're they so sure are. Good. They are. They are vicious. I say that about Liz Warren all the time. I mean, she has no, no morals, no scruples. She has no, uh, 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 like limit to her, to, to, she will go to fight for her cause. She will lie. She'll pretend to be an Indian. She is a vicious fighter, ruthless fighter. That's why I still think she has a good chance of getting the VP nod, even though she's, uh, she, even though she rides white uh, penis. Yeah. Who? Oh, I mean, you can get away with that if you're, you know, if you're radical enough. Well, but, yeah, you know, Biden, Biden is such a lousy fighter, such a lousy debater, such an inept candidate. Doesn't Kamala have a white husband too? Kamala, uh, I don't know. She, I know how she got to where she is by by banging uh, what's his name, Willie. Uh, <sighs> yeah, her husband is Douglas Imhoff, and he's very, very white. So uh, she got plastic bed wedge. See, she gets a facelift. I did see the Botox. It what? is scary, and yeah. and and I say uh, it's so easy to compare the two pre and post. Mm-hmm. She looks different now. I don't know if that helps her in the, uh, you know, in in Biden's uh, uh, evaluating his various candidates for VP. But she looks different now. <laughs> she doesn't look the same because she got all that crap injected into her face. That's what uh, we maybe that'll be the lifeblood that like Trump needs is when Biden announces he's VP because no matter who he picks it's going to be awful like it's going to be a terrible person nobody's going to like him and hopefully that kind of reinvigorates the Trump campaign which I don't even know is going on right now. You don't well I mean what do you what's he supposed to do he can't really have right, rallies you can, unless they're you know unless they're Black Lives Matter rallies or or Antifa you know That's riots you can't. We'll have one. I mean, you're you're Donald Trump. You can do whatever you want. You're the president of the United States. Have a fight. I think he will. I think in August it's going to kick in a high gear. I mean, it's it's scary. It's um, every time I look at these Antifa punks in in Portland, I say people who vote for Biden are, are voting for that because they're the mayor in Portland's a, a Biden guy. He doesn't want federal uh, support. He wants to let them burn, let them loot. They did it again in Seattle. They smashed up an Amazon store yesterday. They injured twelve cops. Right. In Seattle yesterday, there was more riots. They're back to riding in Seattle. There's no chop zone, but they're, they're, they're out there. Twelve cops were injured, right? 
two arrests. Explain explain that to me. Can you help me out here, Turtle Boy? You're a smart guy. I watch this every day on Twitter, on TV. I see them destroying Portland. Why are they being allowed? Why are they allowed to do that? When you see what Antifa's doing, smashing windows, they're throwing bricks. Why, if there's a camera person there videotaping it, why is there a cop there arresting them? Because they get the marching orders from the chief who gets the marching orders from the mayor and Ted Wheeler. So the mayor says, don't arrest people who destroy our businesses. He, he expressly says, don't arrest them. I guess so. I mean, they're, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't, or maybe they're just like, you know what? Like, they're not going to do anything anyway. I don't know. I'm sure they have their reasons why. I mean, this has been going on for a few months now. We, are we there was, surprised? There was, a rioter, there was a rioter. I forget where. I think it might have been Portland. got her teeth, uh, front tooth knocked out by a cop. And uh, obviously she uh, posted it. Look at me. And everyone was saying, oh, it's awful. And all the, all the liberals on Twitter, like Rex Chapman, was saying this has to stop. And I'm thinking, no, it doesn't. We need more of that. Yeah, right. Well, I then mean, they're lying about when it's not violent because they come in there, the secret police uh, right. in there and they just quietly take them away. They don't like that either. They don't like that either. But you know what? Like if you ask your average, you know, Democrat from, you know, just your person who's not on the internet, not paying attention to stuff. They don't even know what Antifa is, Jared. Because they're, they're not on Twitter and they don't pay attention to this stuff and they just turn on the news and whatever's on the news, that that's what is given to them. They don't, they're, well, they, they, don't well, they, like, they do about Antifa. Don Lemon who says, oh, they're, they're against fascism. That's what they do. They're against fascism. That's why they're destroying cities. It's insane. Yep. The most powerful Democrat in the world, in the country, Nancy Pelosi called the federal agents who went into Portland to try and bring peace to this, this, this mess of a city. She called them stormtroopers. She compared them to Nazis. That's the state of the Democrat Party. If you are a Democrat, and we got some right there in our little chat line, you people are insane. Your leader called federal agents who tried to protect innocent people in Portland. She called them Nazis. That's sick. This is sick. It's insane. Her defense, she's just playing the game. It is insane. I agree completely. What's unforgivable, and I'll never, ever forgive these assholes, and I hate them more than anybody else, is these Lincoln- Project pussies. I hate them so much. I hate Bill Crystal. I hate freaking Rick Wilson and these people because they're they're Republicans who supported Mitt Romney and war. They loved fucking war, right? And all that aspect of the party. Now that we don't do that anymore, now they're quote unquote principled, and they want Republican senators gone. They're literally trying to sabotage their own party because they're so you, mad their candidate didn't win. You think people don't know about Antifa? And you want to talk about the Lincoln Project? Well, they're, they're the one that's funding all. They're the new Soros. They're the new freaking, you know, silent money, throwing all money at Democrats. Like they campaign better than the Democrats. I, I, I believe me, I hate them too. And, and yeah. it, it, it's, I hate Mitt Romney more than I ever, I, I, I think I hate him more than I hate all this, this list we went over. Liz Warren, Joe Kennedy, Ed Markey, at least you know what they are. Mitt Romney yeah, is exactly. such a snake. He's such a traitor. All the people that really supported him, like me, he turned their backs uh, t- turned their back, turned his back on us. I, I, I can't stand the sight of him. By the way, has he been marching with BLM lately? Because I know he marched with Black Lives Matter, an openly Marxist organization. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to you. Michael Jordan gave him a hundred million dollars. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's giving a hundred million dollars over ten years to to Black Lives Matter. Michael Jordan is the ultimate American success story. He's a billionaire. Mm. He earned every nickel he's got. He's famous for saying Republicans buy sneakers too. He's a great capitalist. Let's be honest, great capitalist. I mean, he's supporting. I mean, casinos. 
he's probably built casinos. He's, he's lost so much gambling and, uh, he's given money to an openly Marxist organization. It's madness. It's nuts. Whether you're working from home or just working out, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what, you know, the kids are listening to or the guy next to you at the gym. You don't want to listen to their stuff. You want to listen to yours. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Take my word for it. I don't like, I don't like spending a lot of money on my headphones and I didn't. These are great. These sound great. You already know Raycon earbuds start about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. The newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging on podcasts. Unlike some of the other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You heard me talk about the company. It was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg and J.R. Smith and Melissa Etheridge swear by their Raycons. Pick up a pair and you'll see what all the hype's about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get a 15% discount on your order at buyraycon.com slash Callahan. That's buyraycon.com slash Callahan for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Callahan. Oh, by the way, before we move on from this uh, this topic, we got to get to uh, Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you heard, but I we had... Uh, we had a little uh, interview with uh, Jason Whitlock over the weekend. Um, we finally got up with, caught up with Jason Whitlock from Outkick, a very interesting guy. I call him the uh, king of the contrarians. I told him that I often point out that he, I consider him the guy who pushes back against this latest, against this insurrection, against this uprising more than anybody except Tucker. And he took exception to that. He thinks he's uh, should be number one on that list, that he pu- pushes back harder than anyone because he thinks writing columns is more important than anything. And he, he makes a good point. Like, Great writer. You used to be, when you did a talk show, because I did it for years, you had all columns that columnists wrote. You'd print them out, you'd have them, you'd refer to them. Well, that's doesn't seem to be the case anymore because there aren't many uh, influential columnists. You know, there's not. In Boston, there's, you know, Dan Shaughnessy sometimes, and that's about it. And, you know, nationally, there just aren't that the guys that used to be setting the agenda. The columnists used to set the agenda. That's one of the reasons the Globe always resented WEEI, because we became the agenda setter. You know, as uh, Chris Curtis famously said, we set the dialogue for the city, and they resented that, and they became less and less relevant, and now they're completely irrelevant. But Whitlock points out that nobody was writing that column that set the agenda. So that's what he's doing now. And he's right. He's written 30 columns in 30 days, which is not easy. But oh, I'm you know, printing them up. Who are you talking to? What? We're in 100 columns in 30 days, Jerry. Please. You're a blogger. That's not the same. You're a great blogger, but it's not the same. You're writing news. I mean, he's right. writing uh, thought pieces, think pieces. And he has no respect for Jamel Hill, his former colleague at ESPN. You point out that you respect the grift of of Monica Cannon Grant. I say that you with must, cheek, but you must respect the grift of Jamel Hill. You must. Oh, she's got it. She's like a much more refined version of um, 
you know, Monica Cannon Grant. She knows how to like, you know, not call people motherfuckers. You know, she knows how to rise to the top. Oh, right. And she makes, she's made millions and she's a lousy writer and she was terrible on TV. Uh, but this is my, one of my favorite tweets. And, and here's a great example of how shallow she is. This is from Jamel Hill over the weekend. If you missed it, her tweet is, if you vote for Donald Trump, you are a racist. You have no wiggle room. That's it. No, as I point out, I said the best part of this, uh, this tweet is, you know, the nuance, the thought that went into it. It's just, uh, I said, I said, what I really like about this tweet is the depth, the substance, all the contemplation that went into it. If you vote for Trump, you are a racist. So oh, no, she, she gets into the substance. She gets, she replies to somebody and gets into the, the wall is racist. Okay. Yeah. The wall the wall, is. Just think of this, this woman. Again, I've pointed out many times as a lousy writer. She's working for Atlantic magazine now, writing think pieces for Atlantic. She's never been a good writer. It's not like nothing new, but she's a race baiter and that sells. She's made a fortune. She made millions at ESPN. She had tanking ESPN. Like she killed the she took Sports Center at six o'clock, which was right. a they gave her a prime show. spot with Michael Smith and and it went in the toilet and she walked away with millions and She's still an authority on on race relations. I'm not sure why, um, but she comes up with this tweet that if you vote for Trump, you are racist, period. And I point out that makes, you know, Larry Elder and Terrence Williams and Thomas Sowell and Leo Terrell. They're all they're all racist. I mean, it's just, it's as dumb as, as Biden saying, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. You I was going to ask, what's more? What's the more offensive thing? I still like I think still think the Biden's things a lot more offensive. Well, it's a Biden thing because what Jamel Hill said is what you expect, just simplistic, simple-minded race baiting. But, uh, you know, there's always a you tweet. Know voted for, you, know, her, you know, she had a tweet in 2017 that Stephen Miller put but, out. Uh, I was going to get to that. There's always a tweet. There's always a tweet. And uh, immediately uh, someone dug up her tweet from 2017 where she uh, admits her mother voted for Trump. Her mother became a Republican after Clinton. So... According to, um, according to Jamel Hill, her mother is a racist. Yes. No wiggle room. No yes. wiggle room. Well, that yeah. explains how she became how she is. I mean, Jamel Hill is a excuse me, huge racist. So maybe she got it from her mother. Yeah, and um, and and it's, it's almost like not that she's the opposite of Whitlock. Whitlock is thoughtful. You know, he thinks things through. They over the weekend. I know you saw this. Roger Stone who was pardoned by the president, and he should have been. We know it was a political uh, prosecution from the beginning. But Roger Stone is kind of a loose cannon, kind of a lunatic. He has a, he has a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back, and he's nuts. And he said yeah. Negro on, you know, uh, he thought it was a, he wasn't on the, uh, the he, he, he was doing an interview. He thought he was off the air. He was on the air. Yeah, they actually and, have him on I'm like, what a fool. I mean, it's not. It's not the N word, but it's pretty offensive. I thought it was Absolutely, yeah. unacceptable. He's nobody, so it's not really a big deal. He's nobody. He's not a he's not a campaign coordinator, you know, like Monica Cannon Grant. But Whitlock comes out and immediately says he doesn't find that offensive at all. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. Because you know, he's a black guy and he says he donates the United Negro College Fund. He doesn't find that word any more offensive than the word Caucasian. Now that is contrarian thinking. When you say, isn't that kind of, and that's why he's hated more. And like, 
as hard as it is to be a conservative and the shit you're going to take for being a conservative in this country, I don't, I don't envy black conservative people at all. Like they, they have, they get it so bad. The amount of abuse that they have to deal with. Like you said, Rayla Campbell, you know, if you, if you're black and you dare to be conservative, they are going to try to just destroy you. Like they would not try to destroy a white conservative because how dare you, how dare you leave the democratic party? I mean, you got to be a fighter like Candace Owens. You got to, you know, be ready to give it right back. I mean, Larry Elder just came out with a, uh, is it a documentary or a, or a uh, movie uh, called Uncle Tom because he's been called uncle Tom so often and he gets into that. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's good. It takes balls to do what those people did and to uh, back it up. I mean, you got to fight. you got to be a fighter. And no one's uh, you know, a better fighter than Candace Owens. She never backs down from anybody. That's the ticket in 2024. Tucker Carlson and Candace like Owens. Her. What do you think? She's kind of a moron. I mean, I like her. She's good at times, but she says some stupid shit sometimes, Jerry. I know, but she, that's because she's always fighting. You know, it's always yeah. battling and, uh, you know, like she's the opposite of Jamel Hill. You know, she she's... Yeah. She's much better than Bill Hill. I'll give her that. But uh, I think we could find a little bit better. Even, you know, uh, you can find a black conservative a little bit more, uh, like, less crazy. Like, she seems like she's always angry, huh? Kim's well, always well, You don't like that? You don't like that? I she's mean, always- I do, but uh, you got to smile. Like, Tucker smiles. He laughs sometimes. Like, Kim's Owens always seems like she's yelling at me. Yeah, she is. That's that's her thing. That's yeah. her thing. But that's I mean, she's always fighting. That's all. She's always kind of like you, always fighting. You had a eventful weekend before you um, uh, before you broke your latest story about Monica Cannon Grant. You were fighting with the Minifans. Yes, correct. Because because so Turtle Boy, Turtle Boy, he don't back down. You don't back down from nobody. Half hour to this program on Kirk's podcast on Friday, Jerry. Did you know that? Say that again. They dedicated half an hour on Kirk's podcast. They took a break from parody songs to uh, discuss this program. I I did not hear that. I'm better off, you know, skipping that because then uh, you know then I have to fight with Kirk and no revenge though. No, I mean I got to side with them on this one, Jerry. Where's the revenge? They're they're taking shots at you. Revenge against whom? Against Kirk? Yeah, I mean he's taking shots at you. You know what? I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. I've talked to him. I talked to him all the time. And uh, he was mad on whatever it was, uh, Friday or Saturday. And I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. He went, he went back and forth. The only thing he said was he he thinks you're jealous that he has a fan base like the Minute fans. So here's how it started. By the way, let's get something right. Because one of a person who hates Jerry more than anybody on Twitter, he goes by Ned Snark. He thinks that. You were so degrading by calling them mini fans. Did you do that on purpose? Mini fans. Okay. Mini fans. Did I call them mini fans? I don't know. Let's get it right. They are mini. We actually, no, no. We are mini fans. Get I it. even said I was one, but I mean, I, I got to tell you, I don't know. But bottom line is that I'll defend this show. I prefer, I prefer the format of this show. This show is for grownups. That shows for little, you know, it's three hours long. I like it. It's a good half hour of solid substance in there, but then it appeals to, you know, people that I'm not that big of a fan of. I like some in advance, but the ones I cannot stand are the ones that are kissing his ass every time they'll, they'll reply to me. And then they'll be like at Kirkman at big Steve. It's like, Oh, I hope he sees this dude. I hope they're going to come over here and be like, Oh, good doggy. You're a good man, a fan. Good job for defending the wall. So it all started because some guy was like, said that Kirk's show is better than this one. And of course I'm going to defend the wall. Cause that's what I do. So I responded and I said, no, I like Jerry show more. It's better. Kirk sees it. 
for some reason he's going through my replies, gets all butthurt about it, retweets it. Uh oh. And, and, and then he texts me. He's like, today's the wrong day. <clears throat> and I knew that would happen. I say this all the time about Kirk. I just said it to him yesterday is you can make fun of his, his, you know, dead parents and he's okay, but you can't make fun of his podcast. No, it's like no, no, no. He, he takes it so personally. And I, I said to him the other day, I said, you can't be serious. He says, we're going to go to war. We're not, we're not going to war. Going to war. For <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I don't think he, you're, you're, core, you're combining the two. I don't think you guys, he was mad that you were shitting on his fans. Not shitting on his podcast. Yeah, I, I, in the same in the same sentence where I said I was one of them, his yeah. fans, and I'm and I'm some of my best friends are yeah. main fans. I thought it was the that same fun. sentence, right? Yeah. So so Kirk could say whatever he wants about me and about us, but we make fun of uh, Rich Kelleher, and he's going to take it personally. It's ridiculous. Like I said to him, you can't be serious. I'm impressed you know his name. I know Keller. Of all people, you had to say. <laughs> oh no, so oh yo, that doesn't count. So he's got this weird old minifan, fan, but I can't talk about him. If I, I think you know, there's some great minute fans, including, including the guy who uh, just adopted and four kids. I mean, you three know, kids, they'll, they'll argue, they'll say, well, that guy's a great, a great minute fan. But there's other minute fans, as Turtle Boy points out, who live for a pat on the head from their, you know, from their their, their god and savior, Kirk Minahan. It is pathetic. That's all I said. I agree. I mean, I don't. Uh, and and, and I'm, I'm tagging you guys. I'm like, come join in. And it's just me and the Minna fans, and we're going at it. But you know what? Then we reunited. We found common ground with this Kate from Barstool person, and we're back together again. So here we are. Right. And I knew I knew you would be. He likes yeah. you, and you know he likes your style. Who's done That's more for Minahan than Turtle Boy? Name one person. Me. I did. I did. But disagree. I think I've done much more for Kirk than you have. Well, you you weren't there at the end, you know, at the I'm end, great. which took like months. But anyway, well, you know, that's something. Uh, you, you, I'm not saying you weren't. I, great. I think I did. If the Dershowitz thing happens, he could still be working for Intercom. So I think you can make a real argument that I've done more for Kirk Minahan. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, 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 your two hours that you worked uh, with him that really made a difference. It's 48. But go on. How long did you work with him? 48 hours. 48, 48 hours. Yeah. And actually, the Dershowitz thing started before I was on the clock. So that just shows my work ethic. I just want to throw that in there. But uh, I, I, I do not, you know, immerse myself into the barstool world like you two guys do. But I woke up to another feud with the barstoolies, with the stoolies um, uh, that uh, Turtle Boy was in the midst of. To, I mean, what time was this? Midnight? 1 a.m. that you were fighting with? My most recent blog about a fake hate crime in Weymouth, in which a woman says that they didn't serve interracial couples, but we can get to that later. Uh, yeah, basically, all of a sudden, I was about to go to bed, and I see Kate tweet something out. Kate is the one we spoke about last week. She wrote the the blog criticizing Senator Hawley because he was against, you know, uh, suppression of democracy. Oh, right, right. She's Kong. the one that said she she criticized him because because he didn't want NBA players standing up for equality. Right. So she, basically, she's she's shilling. For the red Chinese. And so I saw that and I and my like, oh, there's this chick again. So I just respond to him, like still shilling for the Chinese. And she decides to retweet it and literally whine about it. Do you have the tweets by any chance, Dave? I don't have them in front yes, of me. And I, I just read it. She's saying, uh, you know, they they just the the Kirk's Kirk's fans just wear her out, you know, she just can't take it anymore. Um <laughs> like she'd been to war. And she can't stand Minna fans. And That's they, right. She's a veteran. <laughs> yeah, I can't. But she can't survive this. What? This is the culture that Dave Pordnoy has now cultivated over there. Like this is the predominant thought. Like even though you signed up to be on Barstool, which is a historically, you know, 
controversial website. So you would expect that they get this kind of blowback. But the fact of the matter is that the content that they put out is so non-controversial now that this might actually be the first time she's received negative blowback. And you, and you point out that like Minahan's like the only you know the only guy left on the on the ship who's an old school you know barstool guy who goes against the grain and and you know fights and these people are all woke and they're all I mean we know what happened with uh, KFC and Big Cat and they all kind of bowed to the mob when uh, you know when their their boss Portnoy needed the most they went. They stuck the knife in and and uh, KFC, KFC and Big Cat are fucking Tucker Carlson compared to this shit to compared to the Cates of the world. And right, every every time we mention anyone, criticize anyone on Barstool, Cullinan is immediately oh they're so big, they're so great, they're so wonderful. That is not accurate. What I'm they just, did, I, what I they did was stab their boss in the back. And they you know definitely it. should have been there for their boss, but I'm just I'm just trying to back up the fact that there yeah. are a significant number of people at that company. Yeah. Aren't, they do not even come close to a line. With where Dave Portnoy is at, and Kate is one of those people. Who cares? I don't, I'm not ranking them. I'm just saying they turned on him. That's all. Yeah, and Je- and where were you to defend Jerry over the weekend, Cullinan? Defend him from what? I I talked to all the time. I said it was all a metaphor. He never even talked about him. I think I tweeted about it. I responded to you because you're the only team nothing. player around here. I mean, it Steve was a nothing was, story. I didn't, he didn't I, even bash them. He said he liked them. It wasn't. It didn't even. He didn't even say anything. What am I going to defend? It was stupid. I got yeah. a I got a call yeah. from Minahan and I yeah. said I have no idea what you're talking about. He was uh, and then he sent me your tweet and I appreciate that turtle boy, but it was like, are we really going to sit there and get you know? I, I blocked half these asshole Minahan fans anyway. The the ones that you know say yo you're a no good piece of shit and they and then and then I'm I'm supposed to debate them. I'm supposed to go back and forth with them. Screw I that. Me and Kirk are too similar. I think that's the problem here, Jerry. Um, he's a little crazier than you. I have a to little, say. yeah, a little bit crazier. But you know, I, I'm down for the fight. You guys don't have the fight. You don't have the revenge. Revenge is my brand. That's what fight I feel. What? It was mean, no fight. fight with who? They're two different shows. You guys do two different things. The only, the only thing I would have said was they were so big on the Jerry is jealous thing. I, I have never gotten the vibe that Jerry is jealous that he doesn't have cow fans like there are Minna fans on Twitter. To be honest with me, and we get great reaction on Twitter and Facebook with no kind of media entity behind us or anything like that. That's not a shot. We're just independent, growing it on our own, and it's been six months. I, I don't see any reviews on iTunes. you got like 4,000 positive reviews. He's got like 6,500, and he's been around twice as long. Like you'll be, you'll be surpassing him everywhere I go, Jerry, out in public. People are always like, oh, I heard you on the Callahan podcast. But they're not on Twitter being like, oh, I love Jerry Callahan. Pat me on the head, Jerry Callahan. Because that's not the type of audience that you're interested in cultivating. You're going for a more refined Worthy audience, people around them in their mother's basement and stuff like that. They're respectable members of society. Whereas, you know, you've seen the picture outside of Milton's besides Featherston and a couple others. Not too many, you know, some of those guys, a lot of guys with, you know, vans and high socks on. <laughs> You're fighting such a nothing of a fight. We want to be the number one podcast in the world, and I would love for Kirk to be the number two podcast in the world. Is that fair? I bet you would agree with that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. And, uh, and he's right. He's right. I'm jealous. He's jealous because he doesn't have to make like sales. I tell him this all the time. He's, he doesn't know how good he's got it. He doesn't have to make sales calls or uh, you know deal with uh, going out and buying the right mic. He just sits there. He shows up. He says he does his podcast. He goes home. That's it. He's got it made and. You know, that's not it's not his in his nature to uh, admit that he's got a good thing going because he's always looking to, to, to fight with someone. 
often his boss, whoever his boss is, and he'll burn this bridge or he'll blow up this oh, bridge he won't be there next year. No way. No, he won't be. And he knows it and, and he'll end up doing something else, but he's got a pretty good thing going. And I think it helps him that all the rest of the uh, people at Barstool have sold out. As you point out, he's the last guy there who has Portnoy's back. The rest of them are so afraid of the mob. They're so afraid to appear. It's not even racist so much as, you know, that you're not with us on this. You know, the the, the most pathetic thing, and, you know, get ready for Colin to defend him, is when KFC wrote about how he finally understands Colin Kaepernick. He used to think Kaepernick, you know, was just a whatever, a, an opportunist or whatever, but now he understands. Now that George Floyd is dead, he understands how wrong he was. It was embarrassing. And I don't even know the guy. I, you know, I, 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 I've enjoyed some of his podcasts and I, uh, I was disappointed. I was I get it, but if you if, if you were coworkers with KFC, you would give KFC shit to his face, and he would give you shit right back. Like I, my only point is, is that there's five people that represent the barstool that we all know, and he is in fact one of them. Whether he's done one or two things that we disagree with, or what, probably more than that, to be honest with you. But he's part of the barstool we know. There are ninety five percent of barstool. The rest of them, we don't know them. We don't identify with it because it's yeah. so foreign. That well, one so of what? Speaking, I'm like, who the hell? Are you? Who the hell are you? I've never heard of you before. Uh, I mean, I, I've never, I've never. I mean, I think but you all agree that when Kirk leaves, the separation is going to be fantastic. Can we all agree on that? He's not yes. going to go. Quiet. And I, I kind of chuckle when I see people like KFC or like that. That one of those bloggers was fighting with Kirk, and I'm like, they don't know what they're getting into. So, <laughs> they I've been there. They don't know. He's just not. It's not like your. It's not like your old school uh, little Twitter spat with one of your friends at work this is uh this this shit is real and he will ruin you or uh if if he really wants to and that's why people like him and i find i find that type of uh you know entertainment interesting i like that kind of stuff eventually i guess the stoolies don't because kirk is not so you know you know know, like kirk and i have friends at least right now you know that right yes well according to him so you think over the weekend i was supposed to go to war because of some idiot that you know that took offense when I said mini fans. I don't. I like war. I like going to war. That's what I said to Kirk. I said we're not going to war over this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I know he likes you. It's ridiculous. He just he I don't know what he said on the podcast, but I know he likes you and respects you, and uh, you know he considers you you know one of the only you know, fearless fighters out there. So that's good. I'm glad you're on my team. But it's got to be something more than this. This is not. You know, we're not fighting over this. That's true. I mean, I'll get, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm glad you, you're glad you had my back. I'm glad you were loyal. I'm glad you were so loyal. Any credit for that? Come on. <laughs> yes. I, I'm well, giving- it's not just you. It's also me. I'm the guy. I'm 50. I'm, I'm on two out of four days pretty much now. I'm established as part of this brand. I'm going to defend the wall, period. And I'm going to defend you as I started this show, man. You are on a roll. And if you haven't, you know, checked out the latest from uh, TB Daily News, you really must. It should become the routine. My routine used to be, you know, you read the paper in the morning, right? I read, I used to read five or six papers. Now I don't see a paper. I, you know, I'll go, I don't even see a newspaper. I don't even hold one most days. I'm reading online. I'm reading Twitter. I'm reading, you know, my little bookmark sites. And everybody should be going to TB Daily News first thing. Uh, in the morning or first thing when they're looking to to read the news of the day because he's breaking stories left and right, stories that the local news will not touch, the local TV stations will not touch. The weird Worcester blogger is there for you, so check him out. 
is that good enough? Do I, do, I like do you want, do you want me to make fun of mini fans again? I approve of that. That's oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. I want to get to, uh, I know, you know, Kirk is your idol. I want to get to Cullinane's idol. You know, Cullinane loves all those barstool guys, but there's someone he loves even more than he loves big cat even more. And he was in the news over the weekend and it was hysterical and, and we're all rooting for him, but I'll get to that <laughs> after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete, this is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know my brother-in-law, Greg, has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you knew that. I've been telling you about that for months, for years, actually. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home, available in concrete or customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. I say this all the time. I've told my wife this, when she wants to uh, spend money, I said, if it's on the home, it's an investment. That's not spending money. That's investing your money. And this is a way to invest money in your home to upgrade your home. You get a new set of stairs. Your home is worth more. Your home looks better, just like that. And these guys do it right. You'll get a good deal, and they'll do it right, and you'll be happy. I promise you. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours, just like that. Within hours, they let me go inside and disrupt your life. They're outside. They get rid of the old stairs. They put the new stairs, and your house is worth more, and it looks better. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And again, if you're looking for a job, if you're one of those one million people in Massachusetts who was put out of work by Governor Charlie Baker, Maybe this is the place for you. They're always hiring. They're always looking for CDL drivers. They're looking for people at all four of their plants. Check it out at SheaConcrete.com or just send them your resume at job to jobs at SheaConcrete.com. All right. If you, uh, and, and you know, we've been talking about some serious stuff here, race issues and, uh, and uh, vile racists like Monica Cannon Grant, who's running uh, Giannis Presley's campaign for re-election. By the way, anybody, you, me, Cullinane could run the campaign. It wouldn't matter. She's untouchable now. She's entrenched and she's untouchable. AOC, we thought, you know, because AOC uh, stopped Amazon from bringing 40,000 jobs into her district. We thought she might be vulnerable. She was not. She got 72% of the vote. Once you're entrenched, if you're a radical Democrat, all the usual suspects show up, all the teachers unions, all the the the, 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 the the people who are dependent on government, they show up and vote for you and you cannot be, they need the jaws of life to get you out of that seat. AOC will be in that seat for 40 years and so will Ayanna Presley. This scandal, it's huge. It's great. It's a good job by you. It will mean nothing. Just, yeah. it's not like a serious issue like the one Jeremy Romanek raised over the weekend, Jeremy Roenick. And, and I, I thought about this when I saw the story. I just saw his name and I said, this is remarkable in this day and age. Nick Cannon still has a job. Nick Cannon said, and we covered this in depth last week, said, in my opinion, the single most offensive thing I've ever read or heard from a celebrity. Uh, there's nothing even close. And I compared it to Jimmy the Greek and Al Campanis, who were fired immediately uh, when they said they're, uh, when they made their comments, which were racist and offensive, but it was just like in passing. Jimmy the Greek was drunk at a restaurant and he said the slave owners, they bred the slaves to get them stronger, whatever he said, and he was fired. Al Campanis said African-Americans don't have what it takes to be a GM. He was in a position of power. He was fired immediately. You never heard from him, never saw him again. Hell, Ben Wright was a golf uh, analyst who said 
women with big breasts have a tough time making the swing. It hurts the, you know, hurts their swing. He was fired immediately, even though he was right. He, you know, I mean, I think he was, I don't know firsthand, but I'm going to guess it affects the swing. You know, like if you're, uh, you know, the kissing bandit or somebody who's just, you know, massive, you might have a tough time making a full turn. But anyway, what Nick Cannon said is in a class by itself. He, he said white people are savages. White people have no compassion. White people kill, rape, rob to survive. They're close to animals. I mean, we went through it last week. There's five or six different things that would get a white person canceled forever. Now, we lost this gig with CBS Viacom, but Fox comes out. Fox comes out and says he's going nowhere. A bunch of celebrities support him, including uh, Diddy and Dwayne Wade and, and people backing him, like, just mindlessly saying, we're with you, Nick. And you're saying, what? This guy says white people are savages. Anyway, he survived. And he's bitching, by the way. He's bitching that he's being singled out here. And Jeremy Romick was fired. Do you recall what for, Turtle Boy? I don't remember because it's been so many cancellations since then. I honestly forget. Well, no, 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 no. He had the threesome. He joked. He joked because he went on a trip, yeah. a vacation with his wife and her best friend, or his one of his good friends, Catherine Tappan, yeah. former Boston yeah. media person, now with the uh, what's she with Fox or I mean uh, NBC Sports, NBC. Yeah. Um, and he just joked about it. It was totally. Innocent. It was. Yeah, I got it. Bro. You want? You want to play it again? So, so keep in mind when you see the latest rash of cancellations. Keep in mind that Nick Cannon is still working. Jeremy Roenick is not for this resort, and it's a small little pool. And I'm swimming with my wife and Catherine, and they got their bikinis on. They look fucking smoking, right? It's a kid show, Jared. Be careful. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> You know. <laughs> Ass and boobs everywhere. It's great. It's great. It's a great. By the way, if you're going to go with two bonds, go someplace like in the summer where the pool is out. Oh, uh, Catherine, awesome, awesome co worker. Catherine's great. She's but like I, your daughter. Yeah, but I tell you, tell, tell you a story. So all of a sudden, this oh, this not, this older lady was sitting there with her husband, and she uh, she's staring at us the whole time. Can I get in? Staring at us the whole time. And, you know, finally, I, I think her curiosity rose to a level where she's like, I got to figure out what the hell's going on here. And she walked right into the pool and comes right up to us and say, OK, what's the situation? I <laughs> tell me what's going Tell me what's going on. Um, and, you know, two on one, no back checkers. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> Three on one now I, baby. I, I, no, I just said I'm just having a very, very wonderful trip. That's what I said to her. And she's like, are they are they both with you? And I said, yes, they are. And then Catherine gives you are lying. And Catherine says, will you shut up? <laughs> she, she starts yelling at me. So he's insinuating a threesome and he gets that, that on spit and chicklets is a yeah. podcast, a barstool podcast. By the way, I don't think the, the hosts were uh, they kind of knew or they were trying to protect them, save them from himself. Um, but that got him fired from a network gig as a hockey didn't, analyst. Didn't Catherine Tappan throw him under the bus? Too? She did indeed. And I love Catherine. She's a very nice person. But she, I guess, had to save her own. I don't know. I guess. What's wrong with threesomes? <laughs> I mean, like, that's my question. Why is that's a good point? That's if, you, if you were telling the truth and he's not, I don't think he's just joking. But that 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 I when I heard it initially, I said, "Yeah, he'll get reprimanded, but he'll never get fired." He got fired for that, and now he's suing. And when I saw him suing, I said, "You know, he's I don't know what kind of case he's going to make." You know what kind of you know what? So you haven't read this yet, Turtle Boy? No, I have not. 
okay, what do you think the uh, the case he's trying to make is against NBC? Um, I would say discrimination as a male. Uh, close, close. What kind of male? Oh, heterosexual. Correct. That's not going to sell. That's he's, not going to sell. He's suing. Uh, on the grounds of it being anti-straight discrimination. And he's 100% right. I mean, there's a million different things. If he were in a protected, different ways he could have been in a protected class. I mean, he, he not only is a white male, but he's kind of a brute. You know, he's a, I don't, I don't know, what would Nick Cannon call him? A savage. That's what yeah. we call him. He's kind of a, a mindless savage to these. Arguing, because he's straight, he couldn't help but talk about how he wanted to have bang Catherine Tappen. No, no, no. He got fired. First of all, he's only kidding. She's one of his best friends. It's ridiculous. He's and I would kidding, but, you know, He would, obviously. I think we can all agree. <laughs> right. you know, she gave him that option and the wife was down with it. I think we can all agree that he would you ask a good question. What if they what if it was uh uh, willing. They were all willing. I mean, aren't they? That's why she screwed it up. She should have just been like, "Yeah, we're doing that. Who cares?" There's not a lot of. There's not a lot of jobs in hockey media. I think. I think. She, I think Ronick was probably like, "Yep, go, go." You know, I'll fall on the sword. Yeah, yeah I agree. I don't think she had to do it, but maybe she was pressured to do it. She did not support him, and she said, "No place in the workplace for that kind of sexism or some yeah. crap like that." But. um if they're three, you know, uh, adults and they're and they're all willing and no one's forcing themselves on anyone, couldn't you defend it in that way? But anyway, he says it's a uh, anti-straight bias because he referred to Johnny Ware, who um, is a hockey, a hockey, a skating figure skating analyst, and he's obviously very flamboyant. He's a great performer, and he's you know extremely gay, and he made a reference to a threesome. Once upon a time, I don't know if you have any details on that day, but he and and there were no repercussions. So he said, double standard. You take out, you fire the white, uh, the the straight heterosexual, but not the gay guy. And I'm not sure if that you know works in front of a jury or a judge, but hey, might as well give it a shot. It's actually a good point. I didn't even think of that. Can you imagine being the lawyer and texting Jeremy Roenick? I just uncovered this audio of Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski, figure skating analysts of all people, saying this is going to help our case. That's just, that's just. I could. They might bring Reamer up. (laughs) I mean, I. uh, Bathhouse is on the podcast. First, I thought he was going to say race, anti white, because, you know, Nick Cannon or whoever else could say whatever they want. It's so ridiculous. He didn't even say it on NBC, he said it on a podcast for. You know, for adults, a podcast where you can like swear and stuff. Yeah. And he joked. He didn't uh, say anyway, for a website that literally has a segment called Guess That Ass, in which they show you an ass and you guess who it belongs to. <laughs> like that, like, what do you expect? I mean, and, it's very popular. As Dave will tell you, it's a great podcast. They're wonderful guys. They're all awesome. Great podcast. But, you know, you'd expect people to open up a little bit when they go on spicking chicklets. And he didn't even like swear. He just said, yeah, you know, maybe I'm with both these beautiful ladies. So what? And he got fired. In this day and age, that you know, the the, the double standard is. Well, he claims he claims that after he was fired, he was talking to a producer, and he referenced the Johnny Weir kind of what Johnny Weir had said in the Olympics coverage. And the producer from NBC said he's gay. He can say whatever he wants to say. So that's an NBC employee 
you know, obviously a producer for NBC Sports telling him that it is actually a good case to be made. Right. Is he yeah. right? I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to let him say, yeah, he's right. You know, if they would never, ever fire a gay guy for saying something similar. And uh, I, I don't know that that's going to work again in front of a jury or judge. If a woman said the same thing, you know, like I saw two guys there and, oh, man, they took they had, threw me around. They She wouldn't get fired, would she? Who I mean, he shouldn't have been fired. I mean, the idea that 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 cost him his job is so bizarre to me. And I don't know, Colin, and you know better than I would. How good was he at the job? Oh, Ronick was the best hockey analyst on television by far. The best far. hockey analyst lost his job yep. for joking that maybe his wife and his friend, you know, were and he were all together, you know, all consenting adults. He's also claiming this is because of his support of Donald Trump, by the way. It actually is kind of weird. Like, like when I think of the rise of parlor, the first time I ever saw that parlor app was because of Jeremy Roenick. Like, and I know it's kind of the culture got him, but I don't think of like Jeremy Roenick as this extreme example, but he really is an extreme example of cancel culture. And he was the first one to say, go to parlor. That's where I can be. You're absolutely right. An extreme example. It is hard to believe that that costs you and since then you know we've gone over the list every day since then you know aunt jemima has been canceled and uncle ben and paw patrol and cops and uh the list is is endless and abe lincoln and ulysses says grant and and cleveland from family guy and everybody you know that's that could be my favorite cleveland is not canceled it just can't be a white, a white guy making the voice black character. And by the way, my, I just, I saw Hamilton for the first time. It's on like TV now. Uh, did you know, like pretty much every actor in that is black? Like Thomas Jefferson's black, Aaron Burr's black. So it, you can do, that's okay. A black person can play a white guy, but imagine like a white guy played Frederick Douglass. How would that go? That's a good question. They would never happen. A white guy can't even play Cleveland in a cartoon. Cartoon. <laughs> And the hard thing that they got to do now on, on Family Guy is to find a dog to play Brian because that probably would be tough. You know, That's we, or, a, or a crippled guy to play Joe. Well, you know, you could do that. But maybe my favorite, the silliest uh, cancel culture story lately was the uh, uh, what's her name who was playing a transgendered individual. Um, Hanson or one of those idiots. I don't know. They're all the same. Uh, no, it's the, the Halle Berry. Halle Berry smoking hot. <laughs> Black yep. actress who's um, who cried when she won her Oscar and everything. She was set to play a transgendered individual. So it would be a female pretending to be a male, essentially, in real life, or transgendering to be a male. Literally what transgenderism is. Exactly. So she would play that character. So she'd be a female transitioning to a male, dressing, I guess, the part, changing her name, whatever, being a male. And not only did she... Um, uh, withdraw from consideration for that role and say and apologize, but she said she she said she would you know would never consider doing anything anything like that again. So essentially, an actor an actress said she would no longer pretend to be something she's not. So if you're Halle Berry, that means you can only be Halle Berry now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point of acting, but I guess not. <laughs> it it not. is the, the whole point of acting. And I, I'm, I guess, I don't even, what do you, so what do you get to play a transgendered person? You have to find an actual a trans- transgendered person. Are there lots of actors and actresses? I don't know what the pool is like for in Hollywood of that. I would imagine it's not too deep, but you know what? They're going to have to take the best. 
Maybe they can get that same person who's in the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. They have a transgender model. Well, they also have the Lorraine Cox. What is it, what, Laverne Cox, the one from Orange is the New Black, that one. Like, she, they could just use her for everything. Um, yeah, maybe there's some great line, uh, great roles for her waiting, including this one that Halle Berry refused to take. But when actors and actors say they will no longer pretend to be someone else, I think we've reached peak silliness. I mean, just peak insanity. Like, so in order, every actor has to be whatever they are. I mean, like a, you know, like if you're a Brad Pitt, you can't pretend to be an old person like Benjamin Button. You need an old person to play that role, right? I would assume so. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But anyway, um, uh, who are you going to fight with today, Turtle Boy, on Twitter? Are you going to be? Is it going to be mini fans or is it going to be uh, uh, Monica Cannon Grant? She's got her her army too, correct? Yeah, but they haven't come at me yet on Twitter. I don't know. Like, she's actually really detested in the black community. Like, I've talked to some guys from Boston, like associated with Rachel Rollins and the Black Lives Matter movement. They hate her more than anyone because she is like the fr- the face of the movement, and she is as ratchet as you get. And not a good look for them. You know, it'd be like if if, if we were represented. You know, we were, who's our who's our worst? Who, who who could we put up? That would be equivalent to that. Our worst what? Like, you know, a really bad representation of our ideology, of the conservative beliefs we have. Who would be like an awful um, choice? Uh, Roger Stone? <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't know. Somebody like that. Uh, that's just a huge grifter or whatever. Uh, luckily, we don't have that problem, but they do and they don't like her. So I'm not hearing a lot. She doesn't have a lot of defenders. A good question. Who's the worst grifter on the right? A right wing equivalent of that would be one of those. Lincoln Project guys, Rick Smith, it would be yeah, him. Rick, Rick Chris, Scott, yeah, or whatever his name is. I mean, Rick Scott, whatever. Yeah, that no, guy. He, Rick, Wil- Rick Wilson, he's awful. Rick Wilson, yeah, Rick Wilson. He'd be he'd be that guy. He sucks. I mean, I've seen, he's you know, or S.E. Cup on uh, CNN, one of those alleged conservatives. Jennifer Rubin, one of those pretend conservatives. Or like Richard Spencer, something like that. Like one of the, you know, even though I don't I, I align with him at all, he technically he liked Trump at first, right? So and I like Trump, so he would be the spokesperson that the left would want to put up there is saying, hey, here's the guy that represents you. And we wouldn't like that, would we? No. So so I recommend you uh, read up read up on uh, uh, Monica Cannon Grant and all the people who support her. And by the way, you can listen to the sound. Dave played some of it. Uh, but this is, uh, this is what did you call this, an adult podcast? This is a podcast for adults. This is a podcast for adults, for mature. Podcast for adults. Yeah. Uh, even though it's a podcast for adults, we didn't play it all. There's, it is incredibly offensive, uh, the stuff she says that would get most people canceled. And think of that. Jeremy Roenick gets canceled for saying that, for kidding, that he was having a threesome with two gorgeous women, including one is his wife and the other is his best friend or her best friend. He's done. This woman could talk about riding white penis. No repercussions at all. Joe Kennedy will still kiss her ass. Marty Walsh, they'll still line up. What did the Celtics do, by the way? You put them on the list. How did they endorse her? They awarded her as the hometown hero. In- no. Yes, the hometown <laughs> hero. She was not nominated for that. I mean. This is the hometown hero of the Boston Celtics, the woman who's right. ripping uh, another African-American woman for riding white penis. She thanked the Patriots for donating to her too. Like she's might've uh, gotten, they might've opened up the checkbook. Like when you present yourself as the face of black lives matter, you know, she had a really good month. You know, June was a really good month for Rayshard Brooks. Like she might've been, it might've been dying down a little bit with George Floyd. Then she saw Rayshard Brooks and she's like, 
oh, cash money. Let's do it. Yeah. So when uh, Michael Jordan or, you know, John Cena gives him a million bucks, you think some of it's going to end up uh, in she Monica? To get that grandma. She knows how to apply for a grant, Jerry. Let me it's, tell you that much. It's really hard for me not to like her now that I know that she started off a meeting where Marty Walsh had to say, can you stop calling me a motherfucker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is just that is great. Well, Turtle Boy said he respects the he respects the hustle. She is a hustler and a and uh, if you're wondering, you know, who's cashing in, who's, as I said, you know, who is uh, benefiting from this current climate, this this lockdown, this crazy cancel culture, it's a couple people, Turtle Boy and Monica Cannon-Grant. You guys are, uh, you're both, it's, it's it's right in your wheelhouse and hers. You're both cleaning up. God because bless you. I tell the truth and I don't have to lie and I'm the good guy. Let's be clear about that. I'm the You're the good guy. Yeah, You're the good guy. And uh, we appreciate, I appreciate, you know, you're, you're fighting with all the minute fans on our behalf. I'll be there. I'll go to war for you guys every day. All right. I appreciate it. What was our bet earlier? We bet you bet. Uh, um, I forget something. I was the underdog. Your two hats. A hat versus a turtle boy hat, right? You bet the globe was going to cover the story. Didn't you? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a long shot, but I think if we pressure enough people the mass GOP, you know, it, they have to have pressure put on them. So that's going to be my goal this week is to get There's zero, zero chance. The globe goes near this. They're just the opposite. They will fight to cover it up and defend her. This is, you know, this is what they do. You'll see. You got a better chance of Tucker talking about it or Laura if Ingram Tucker talks about it. That will force the globe's hand. Cause no, they, no, they, talk, won't. Tucker, they hate Tucker there. They'll, they hate they'll, Tucker. they'll spin it. They'll, they'll find a way to spin it. They'll, they'll, they'll make it a bit. They'll say, well, what about the things Tucker said? So that, but if Tucker talks about it, they're going to be forced to address it. I just read the big daily beast story about the, you know, the racist cell at Fox and they, they're killing Tucker for a, an inadequate apology explanation when this writer, his head writer was fired for um for these racist uh, posts under an anonymous name and they got rid of him immediately. There was no uh, enabling the guy, uh, Blake Neff. He was fired immediately. And of course, Daily Beast and all the all their sources said it was just not really an adequate apology, which made the case once again that you can do no good. It does no good to apologize, to beg, to bow to the mob. Tucker won't do it, and they hate him. Hell, they even they even went through his commercials and said he doesn't have any big advertisers. It's all, you know, PSAs and my pillows, which is not true. It is not true. He's got plenty of advertisers, you know, because they know he's got the biggest audience. Uh, you know, if they're looking to reach the biggest audience, they go with Tucker. But they, they're going after him hard now. They're going after Tucker and Laura Ingram, by the way, hard, trying to get them canceled and they will fail but thanks turtle boy i got sabotaged here a couple of crotch just walked All in right, check check him out at tbdailynews.com and check him out on twitter at uncle turtle boy or whatever yeah, it is. Real uncle turtle boy real uncle tb yes keep tweeting keep fighting with those minute fans on our behalf we appreciate it bud All right. thanks to uh shake concrete and allied paving and thanks to dcu and who else am I thanking, Colony? Flagship Wealth, Raycon. Uh, I'm trying oh, Raycon. Yeah. Thank you to Raycon. I love my uh, my headphones. Rate, review, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Got a ton of good reviews over the weekend, so I appreciate we it. We did. You, you called them out or begged for them the other day, and we got them lots of good reviews, and we well, appreciate I not, that. We'll not stop begging for reviews. They, they mean a lot. All the, uh, 
all the listeners and all the reviewers and all the raters. Thanks a lot. Uh, and thanks to you, Cullinane. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.